Welcome to Mike Ferry Strategies, the official MFO podcast. Hear from Mike Ferry himself, or maybe one of his speakers, possibly one of his top coaches, and even top producers from around North America. Agents, each week you will learn how to increase your production to develop a successful mindset, make more money, and get the most out of the Mike Ferry sales system. This podcast is your portal to expert real estate training, helping you become a top producing agent. Let's get started. Welcome back, Mike Strategies. I hope you're enjoying our podcast each week, the strategies from Mr. Mike Ferry, the thoughts, the little strategies, the little protocols, the little processes that Mike has used and worked to deliver to tens and tens of thousands of agents for 46 years. And so my job is to keep introducing you to these strategies so you can help grow your business for more production and more profitability. Today we're going to talk about options. And boy, in the real estate industry today, there are so many options that you have in running your business. One of Mike's strategies is to first of all introduce and make sure you're clear on all the options, but hopefully you make a smart choice. Usually, smart choices in the real estate industry is doing the opposite of what everyone else is doing, okay? If you've ever heard that, uh, that little statement, figure out what everybody else is doing and go the other way. It's called the 180 degree rule. You might consider that at times when it comes to options. So let's, what we're going to do is we're going to work through these options today and I'm going to suggest them all to you. What I would like to have you maybe consider is really if you're currently operating a business, be honest with yourself about how much of your business uh, that you're getting by the option that I'm suggesting. And at the end, you should have a clear understanding where all your business is coming from. There may be some other options. Maybe we missed an option or two. I don't know. But I think we've done a good job in presenting all of the options you have when running your business. So let's take a look together, shall we? The first option, you have this option, waiting for someone to find you. Waiting for someone to find you. You have the option of this. This is actually the most common thing used in our industry. Right? And we know for a fact that the majority of the real estate agents don't know how to find people to list and sell. So their business is kind of based on the word hope. You know, when you're at the office and you're, maybe you have floor time and you're sitting floor. Maybe you, you know, you um, have put out a mailer and you're going to sit and wait back for someone to call you. Or just flat showing up to work every day and hoping the company is doing enough out there, enough marketing, enough, you know, advertising and things for the company that the company you work for, some people are going to find you. And they will. There actually will be some people that end up finding you in the real estate industry. It is one of your choices. The second choice you have, we call it the passive non-rejection approach. The passive non-rejection approach. What's included in the passive non-rejection approach? Open houses. Open houses. Geographic farming. Mass mailing. Right? These are all the actions that are in the non-rejection approach to running your business. You know, you, you put some signs out, you, you have a uh, listing of yours, or maybe one of your friends have a listing. You put some signs around the neighborhood, right? You stick some signs, open house, you uh, coordinate with the seller, maybe run an ad in the paper. You go into the house, you set up your table and chair and put out some flyers, right? And you're there waiting for people to come. But it's kind of non-rejection. Why? Because they're coming your direction. So if somebody walks into an open house and comes up and says, hey, how are you? There's no rejection in that. By nature, with them just walking in, 
they've kind of accepted you to some degree, haven't they? Geographic farming. You know, you could you could take an area in town and you could start, you know, mailing out to that area. You can start advertising in that area. You can start putting flyers out. You can do, there's very little rejection in that because most of geographic farming doesn't start with face-to-face, right? You mail out, you flyers, you post, you have kids run through the neighborhood and put flyers in all the doors. You know the door hangers, right? There's no real rejection in that because you sneak up there and you hang a door hanger. If they call you back, they're already reaching in your direction, so they're not going to reject you, are they? What we do know about this approach, very time-consuming, very low return. You know, there's a lot of great agents out there who have a production, you know, 5, 10, 15, maybe 20 deals a year that come year after year from having a geographic farm or the open house or mass mailing approach. Not a bad business, I guess. You know, there's not a lot of volume or income there, but it takes a lot of time for it. The mass mailing can take a lot of money. So if you want to do some really aggressive marketing uh, mailing, you can do that and have a return. It takes some time though, right? The third approach that you might consider, the massive branding approach. Massive branding. This has become very common in the last two or three or four years. Huge marketing campaigns, billboards, right? That, you know, uh, special logo and your little stamp on every little thing that you put out do. You know, you get the car wrapped and you've got the car wrapped in some, you know, really fun, exciting logo of yours. You know, the idea that if you do enough of that, there's a hope that everybody will just know who you are and call you. We know how expensive the massive branding approach is. And then you have to also consider, it's, it's one thing for Coca-Cola to brand or, you know, another major product when there isn't that, you know, that much competition. How many different varieties of soft drinks are there? There's quite a few, but there aren't two million like there are real estate agents. You know, when your market, what are there, three, four, five, six, eight, ten, twenty thousand 20,000 real estate agents in your market? Do you know how much branding and money you'd have to spend for the public to go, oh, look, there goes my real estate agent. It's very, very expensive. And the other part about it, it's so hard to measure the return. You know, you put out all this and then someone calls. Did they call because of my billboard? Did they call because of my marketing efforts? Right? I don't know. It's tough to to determine. It's an option. How much of your business is coming from your massive branding approach? The, the fourth method, purchasing leads off the internet. Boy, has this gotten huge. You know, the amount of leads purchased off the internet in the last two or three or four years, there's been, what, 10, 15, 20 different companies that have popped up that all have some kind of an internet exposure to collect buyer leads and, and funnel those leads to whoever will pay for them, right? It's become the latest theme. Very costly. You know, to get yourself in the stream of a nice stream of internet leads, we know agents that are spending five, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40,000 dollars a month buying these leads. So typically you have to outbuy your competitors, right? Um, you also have to understand that it's mostly buyer oriented versus seller oriented. So naturally those things are going to push a lot of buyers your direction. Uh, in the current market conditions, that means you're going to get that many more buyers that can't find a home. Right. So now you have hundreds and hundreds of buyer leads coming and the inventory shrinking. That sounds like a bit of a nightmare to me. Right. And then you also have to appreciate the fact that you're maybe setting up some of these Internet companies to compete against you. 
Very possible, right? It's an option. How much of your business is coming from you purchasing leads off the internet? Next method, social media platforms. Boy, this is another major one today. How um, the social media explosion has happened in real estate. The amount of posts and videos and LinkedIn, Instagram, all of those platforms. The amount of data that's being pumped out by real estate agents. It's almost become the who can push out more you know, posts and comments and tweets and Twitter and whatever all day long. So hard to measure the results of that. Right? But we know it's happening today and we know that many agents are constantly working. You take one and a half, two million real estate agents and get them all posting and posting and videos and videos. How do you decide as a consumer who to go with? Whoever posts the most? Whoever has the goofiest video? I don't know. It is a very, very common platform that's going on today. How much of your expected business is going to come from your social media platform? Working referrals only. That's our next source, right? Referrals only. You can get a large database of people and you can just simply uh, look for referrals. Okay, there's not a major, major costs in it. It takes a long time and it's really hard to predict. But boy, does it have low low, um, rejection. You know, really working on just referrals only. Getting a real serious uh, database of of people and then just keep pressing forward with some mail out, some things there, and just referrals only. Another major one that's popped up, the next option you have, building a team without strong personal production. Boy, have we show, has this shown up in the last two or three years? You know, we see more licensed agents get licensed on Tuesday and have four buyer's agents by Thursday, right? You know, let's let's see if I can leverage people and get all these people surrounding me. If we get this big team, then we're going to go ahead and have, you know, all this business. Well, the, the, the driving force of a big team is if you have personal production. If you're trying to build a team and you're not keeping up with it with your personal production, the profit margins become so low, right? Profit margins are so low because you got to split up that commission amongst the buyer's agents. You know, they want 30, 40, 50, 60, 70%. So now you're splitting it up that your margins are so low. But boy, do you get the recognition. Boy, does this uh, this approach get you the recognition. You know, you get the, the pose with you and all the, the people on your team on a card and, and boy, it looks impressive. Usually very, very low profit. Working agent-to-agent referrals, that's an option. Boy, you can gather up, um, you know, many of these companies have nationwide referral networks. We at Mike Ferry have a nationwide referral network. Anybody that belongs to Mike Ferry, you get involved in that and you get the referrals from other Mike Ferry agents. It's It's a great thing. If you start to accumulate a lot of agents' business cards, you stay in touch with them in markets that are close to yours, you can get those referrals back and forth agent to agent. It's not a bad one. It's hard to get high volume. How about building a team through strong personal production? Now, we have seen this, all right? We have seen some agents that have really strong personal production. They know how to list properties in high volume. They list in high volume and they bring on a team that can support all the buyer activity from the high volume of listings they generate. This can bring high profits and it can really have you develop your leadership skills. This is a, a method that if you have high personal production, we've seen a lot of success in this in the last two or three or four years. 
Okay, a choice you have, an option. Simply do 10 to 15 deals a year for 5, 10, 15 years. Great customer service, strong database, good follow-up, right? You've got a lot of time on your side. It's a it's not a high volume of business, but in today's world, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20000 dollars average commissions, you can have $150,0, $200,000 a year income. Um, not a lot of stress and strain on that. You can maintain and sustain that for several, several years. No argument there if that's what you're looking to do. It is certainly an option. Buying other agents' database. One option you have is when markets get extreme, uh, they go up or down and the environment gets tough, there's a lot of agents that will just leave the business. They work at it for two or three or four years, do a few deals, get frustrated, get tired, leave. How about the age of real estate agents today? What's our average real estate agent? 57 years old, something like that? So if the average age of the agent is 57, there's a lot of agents that are probably moving towards retirement the next few years. Maybe you make a plan to buy some of those agents' databases, right? Work for, you know, there's a lot of agents that uh, are work for the broker. Ask your broker who might be leaving, who is left. Get those files. Work those files. Could be a great source of business. I wrote down, this is a major one. Uh, we see this option happening. I don't know if it's an option or just what ends up happening, but one option that pops up is always changing your work pattern. One thing that we see very common, right, is I bounce from the social media and, you know, then I bounce into the open house and then I bounce into the geographic farm and then I bounce into mass mailings and then I bounce over, I'm going to try, you know, generating for a while. Then I'm going to try a team for a while. Not sticking to a pattern, okay? Um, we, we look at it like this, always looking for the magic formula or today's expression, disruptors, right? I want to be a disruptor. Well, if you're always changing work patterns, the inconsistency with income often comes along with the change, right? How much of your world has been spent in changing patterns every two or three months? Another option, working your company's relocation business. Many of the big companies out there have a relocation platform. So if you can get in there and, and work the reload business or become one of those relocation specialists for the company, some of these major organizations team up with your brokerage and there's a lot of movement around between employees and all those things. Can be a great stream of business, but it generally comes at a drastically reduced commission. One thing these relocation uh, companies have figured out, right, is that they can get away with charging you more and more and more of a fee for that. And they're getting away with it, okay? Another choice that you have, a massive networking platform. You know, the social clubs, the associations, the B&I groups, you know, being that real social, the golf organizations, all those things and having a real massive networking platform. Okay, a little, been, a little restricted over the last year or two with some of the things that have gone on with COVID, right? Can't do a lot of networking and, you know, can't get together at the, uh, the country club and the social networks. They've been shut down, right? But, you know, one thing we do know about this source is it takes a lot of nights and weekends. You have to commit to that social calendar, being out there in the world every Saturday, Sunday, Friday night. It does take some time, okay? And then there's the Mike Ferry's preferred strategy, the preferred strategy, right? Learning the skills necessary to be a professional, productive real estate salesperson or following the Mike Ferry system. Lead generation, right? Lead follow-up, 
prospecting, pre-qualifying, having a strong listing presentation, being a good negotiator, understanding the close, developing a past client and center of influence database, having four or five or six sources of prospecting business. That is the Mike Ferry preferred option. But you may have some of the others. We would like to hope that you, you know, you choose the Mike Ferry pathway because it's the most profitable and the most productive. But we also understand that if you have some of these other options working, we're not going to deny you that. We're not going to, you know, you know, chastise you for having some of these. In fact, we oftentimes are able to lay on top our Mike Ferry system and just kind of put it right in there with what you're already doing. We would not take away your geographic farm if you had one. We want to support you in that and then add in some of the things we do at MFO. If you've got a social media platform that's working for you, good for you. We'll just add on top of it the things we do and increase your business. So it's not taking away, it's adding to. And I want you to really understand in the Mike Ferry organization, we are clear that you may have these things going on. We are in support of them as long as you understand that our job is to get you to be more productive and more profitable. And we certainly have the tools to help you with that. So I hope you take some time, take a close look over all of these options that are sitting in front of you all the time and get clear for yourself. What options have you been choosing, right? And then just take a strong consideration of choosing the Mike Ferry sales system. It works, it's productive, it's profitable. Thank you again for your time. My name is Tony Smith, Vice President of the Mike Ferry Organization. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Join us next Friday for another episode of Mike Ferry Strategies. If you like our show, visit our website at www.mikeferry.com. And don't forget to check out the Mike Ferry TV podcast every Monday for new messages from Mike Ferry himself.